floods of destruction were over me. They are swept over me. Now read my portion, verse 5. It said, the grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my past. I want you to understand, this man was in distress. Whatever you are going through, men have been through it before. And these things were recorded for our learning. How did they react? Let's read verse 5 and verse 6. But in my distress, I cried to the Lord. Yes, I have prayed to my God for help. He helped me from the sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. In distress, he cries to the Lord. He did not complain. You know what many people do? And we say this so that people will stop it. This is a funny country. How can they be, after we voted for change, we have not yet seen change in fuel supply. We are still seeing queues. That's why you won't find fuel. <laughs> you know what? When we were coming from Abba yesterday, I didn't even tell you guys. You know, I, I, I was good for also one way. I, I wanted to buy for, but the ones around the expense, I said, look, let's get an NMPC, the, 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 the NMPC stations. You get a good, gauge is good, price is good. For Sunday, we saw where they were selling on the way around Umar here. We were heading for Abba. Inca, um, Israel, and me. I said, look, we're going to preach. We can't. The queue was short, but we're going to preach. So we left, got to about, by the time we were coming back, later in the afternoon, after preaching, relaxing, <laughs> the fuel was now, I even fell asleep, <laughs> you understand? Yinka was driving me, I just left off in the back. We all got to a police checkpoint, that was when I woke up. Make a long story short, and after Yinka was heading for that filling station we saw earlier, because fuel was now dangerously low, he couldn't even find any fuel they were selling fuel on the road. You now got to that police station. Those guys blocked the door there. They're not selling for the game. <laughs> they were just clearing the cars they had left inside. I said, guys, just, just jump. Just join the queue. After a while, they said, let's go. I said, no, let's not go yet. Let's wait. I said, let's just wait. Let's wait for them to lock up first and, you know, vacate the station. They will know who can go. And I was behind. I said, Lord, I beg, find us for We need for This guy is seriously in red. So we just sat down there, waiting for them. Of course, they finished it, emptying all the cars there, waiting for them to start shutting down, all of that. One tall guy just came out. With our low for you know, you know the temperature these days is quite hot. So we had our glasses up, engine running, and AC on. So we couldn't hear what the man was saying. I was like, anyway, let's make a long story short. Next, the guy came and opened the gates and told people to move in, move in, move in. Oh, boy, seriously. <laughs> oh, let's make a long story short. That's how we entered the police station and topped our tank to the brim. Ah, I felt good. Now, why am I telling It's a simple story. But I just remember that I just laid at the back then. I just put my head against the door of the car. Lean back and said, dear Lord, we need fuel. It's not a difficult thing. It's not in the name of Jesus. Uh, that God in heaven that rented petroleum products. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dear Lord, we need fuel. We have to have fuel. Send us fuel. That's what we need now. It's simple. Listen, if we cry to God sincerely from our heart, he answers prayers. The problem is that people don't cry to him, they complain. According to Elihu, they cry because of the arm of the mighty. They cry because of the oppressor. No one says, where is God my maker? In this country, one of the largest producers of crude oil, can you imagine? That's why they don't get answers to prayers. NMPC said they have repaired the refineries. 
What is going on? These people will just be profiteering. That is why they don't have answers to prayers. Elihu said, no one says in the morning, Lord, where is God my maker? Who supplies fuel to the needy? In the time of distress, it's not the time to look for who caused your trouble. It's time to cry upon the person who will solve it. Let's continue reading. We just read verse 6 where he said, But in my distress I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. Now verse 7 I'm supposed to read. Then the, Lord, then the earth quaked and trembled. The foundations of the mountains shook. They quaked because of his anger. Verse 8. Smoke poured from his nostrils. Fierce flames leaped from his mouth. Glowing coals blazed forth from him. Verse 9 says, He opened the heavens and came down. Dark storm clouds were beneath his feet. Ten, mounted on mighty angelic being, he flew, swearing on the wings of the wind. Eleven, he shrouded himself in darkness. They didn't see him coming. Veiling his approach with, a dark, rain, with dark rain clouds. Verse 12. See, clouds shielded the brightness around him and rained down hail and burning coals. That was what God was raining on those who were terrorizing this man. He said, The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded amid the hail and burning coals. 14. He shot his arrows and scattered his enemies. His lightnings flashed and they were greatly confused. I like the way he said it. He shot his arrows and scattered his enemies. That is, the people, the trouble of your life, suddenly is now God's enemy. Are you, are you getting my point? That's how God looks at it when people cry to him. That the thing that's troubling you, they are now, he considered that the people are troubling him. Or the things are troubling him. I remember what God said to Saul. Why are you persecuting me? And Saul looked, Jesus looked at, when Jesus spoke, Saul looked like, who are you? When did I arrest you? Are you getting my point? Because no, no, no. If you are persecuting my people, you are persecuting me. And that's how God handles this trouble. So David said, he shot his arrows and scattered his enemies. That's how he saw it. Now, verse 15. Then at your command, O Lord, at the blast of your breath, the bottom of the sea could be seen, and the foundations of the earth were laid bare. Verse 16. He raised down from heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. I like that. That is, whatever God has to do, you must know what David was saying here. In the previous verse, he said that with the blast of his breath, the bottom of the sin could be seen. The foundations of the earth were laid bare. What was God looking for there? He said, he drew me out from deep waters. Are you getting my point? That was where I sank to. God had to open the place to bring me out. Listen, even if you are in prison, the deepest part of jail, and you cry to the Lord from there, he knows how to crack the doors open if he has to. I hope you are getting my point. That there's no depth of trouble somebody could sink to that God will not come there to fish the man who cried to him. Do you know when Jonah cried to God, that was when the fish was manufactured to swallow him. Go and read the story of Jonah where Jonah was down at the bottom. He said that the weeds had entangled around me. The man was dead essentially. But before he finally gave up the ghost, he cried. He couldn't open his mouth. He don't talk underwater. Then he cried to God. Then God sent the fish and the fish swallowed him. 
Then in the belly of the fish, he began to give thanks. How do we know that was what happened to him? He said, when I was there, I cried to him. The prayers were prayed before he entered the belly of the fish. The fish was the salvation of God, stage one. When he progressed to thanksgiving, that was when the fish now vomited him up. Let's continue reading. So that's what he was saying there. Where were we? Verse um, 17. He rescued me from my powerful enemies, from those who hated me, and who were too strong for me. Verse 18, let's read together. They attacked me at the moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. Verse 19, sorry, let's do that one together. He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. Listen, let me just quickly add this one to it. God delights in every one of his children. Somebody say amen. Amen. Not because of the good works that you have done, but because of the righteousness that is in Christ Jesus. Listen, when God forgives, he actually thoroughly forgives. That's what he does. And let me say this again to Christians, so please, if you expect God to forgive you and not count your sins against you, in the same spirit, you must not also count your good works in your own favor. Never forget it. I keep on saying these things because that is what hinders the prayer of Christians. They expect God to forget their bad works, but remember the good ones. <laughs> Draw both of them. What did I say? I didn't hear you well enough. Just take that thing that's called righteousness that we have in Christ Jesus. That's the basis upon which God takes delight in us. It is because of his righteousness that we have in Christ Jesus. Why do we do what is right? Why do we walk in righteousness? Why do we walk in holiness? It's simple. Why don't I eat grass by the roadside? I'll tell you, I'm not a goat. If you see me going by the roadside, I say I'm hungry. There's no food at home. So I stop and I say, this is Amaranthus. I bend down. I start chewing it. You will say, Nebuchadnezzar has come again. <laughs> you say, Pastor, what happened? When did you say, is this not Babylon the Great? Is this not Kingdom War the Great? That I built by the strength of my anointing for the glory of my majesty. Say, Pastor, did you say that at any time? So why are you asking me? Because you are chewing grass by the roadside. That is how it is when a Christian starts walking in sin and unrighteousness. It's not your nature. You shouldn't be chewing grass by the roadside. Like I say all the time, why do I give as a Christian? Simply because I am like my father in heaven. And I give because he's a giver. The good works I do as a believer, they are the expressions of my faith. Let me quickly drop something for you. The difference between religion and Christianity. I meditated upon it a few weeks ago, and I like the answer that came to my heart. Religion is when I'm trying to do something to get the favor of God. Christianity is when I discover that in Christ I'm already favored by God. And everything I do is an expression of the new life that I have. Why do I pray? So that uh, uh, they will say I have prayed. So I go, no. I pray because that is where my help is. I don't pray to mark it. Have you prayed today? Have you prayed today? No. I pray because that's where my help is. Like I said, my colleague said that oh, we're all getting older. We need better microscope. We don't see well enough. I said, hey, wait. I see well. He said, this man has gone to do surgery for his eyes. I said, that's him. Me, I have done spiritual surgery on my own too. So every day, <laughs> if I look and I don't see clearly, I speak to my eyes. Oh boy, let's get this clear. 
I'm the boss here. And I need you to see clearly. So we declare the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, dwelling in me, gives life to my mortal bodies. I have an example in Moses. Moses was 120 years old. His eyes were not dim. It's in the name of Jesus, in me, life is working. Not doing that to somebody can check that I have marked and mark that the fact that I have prayed today. No, that is me. It's my life. That's my it's food. Do I eat food to impress my wife? Say, you know, if you don't eat now, these women will think you are angry with them. Don't eat. Hunger, your stomach will let you know you are angry with yourself. <laughs> you are getting my point. So you don't, in the same manner, spiritual thing, we don't do them out of duty. That's part of our life. That's just how that's how our life is. Christianity is I realize that I have been accepted in Christ. I'm not trying to be accepted. I'm not doing anything so that God will be happy with me. I'm doing them because <laughs> some things are in keeping with my character. That is Christianity. Religion is that, hmm, if you don't pray, your enemies are praying, no. Pray so that your enemies will not get you. That's when you should go and sleep. They can't get you. Religion is that, listen, I have done this. God has checked it. When I get to heaven, my mansion will be big. Once you count like that, everything you did is not even going to buy you a square inch to park your foot when you get there. Not your cow. The things that count, you don't know when God is counting them. When God was blessing people, why am I saying this and this? I think people hear the opposite so much. Maybe that's why the Holy Spirit wants to keep on correcting people. When God was blessing people, you know they looked at him and said, no, he said to them, Come into the joy of your Lord. Because I was hungry, you fed me and all of that. You know what they said? When did we see you and feed you? When were you sick that we visited you? Why? Because they were not aware they did anything. The one you are counting is not counting. The one you are counting is not counting. Like I say all the time, this is the key to the release of God's power in the life of believers. The continual doing of good works. The only thing you can do continually is that which arises out of your stomach spontaneously. If it's not arising out of you spontaneously, you can't continually do it. You'll soon get tired. What am I saying? David said, He has led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. I'm saying to you again, God delights in you. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. If you have believed in the Lord Jesus, he delights in you. And he will rescue you if indeed you cry out to him sincerely. Listen, it may sound simple, but let's say it again. Nothing is too hard for him to do. I hope you get the point. You need a job, he can get it for you. Whatever it is that you need, just ask him, say, I go. Somebody, bow down your head. Let us pray. Let us pray, just for a minute. No big English. You have less than 30 seconds. Just ask God sincerely for that one thing. You are not asking out of competition. You are not asking out of fear. You are asking because right now that is the need that is in your life. Ask sincere, sincerely. Say, Lord. Like I said, just a few seconds. Not, I don't want you to speak any long grammar. Just say, Lord, you are the one that does this. You are the one that supplies this. You are the one that gives to me. 
Paul said, make that request with thanksgiving. Begin to say thank you. Say, Lord, thank you. And thank you because you have heard me. Say, Lord, thank you because you have heard me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, let's look up. Let's just read this and then we'll close. Now, I said we're going to read one, one more story. That's the story of... Um, which one? Hezekiah. Yes, that's it. Let's read the one in Isaiah. Now, it's a very long read, so I'm trying to see how I'll just shorten it. Now, we're not going to read everything. I'll just find where we're going to shorten the thing. But the story starts from Isaiah chapter 36. The Bible says in verse 1, In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and seized them. And the king of Assyria sent Rabshakeh from Lachish to Jerusalem to King Hezekiah with a large army. And then he began to do the things that he was doing. Of course, Hezekiah refused to give in to him, and he began to rail against them. He was wondering whether their confidence was because they wanted Egypt to come and help them. So he said in verse 5, Yes, verse 5. He said, what is this confidence that you have? He said, behold, verse 6, you rely on the staff of this crushed reed, even on Egypt, on which if a man leans, it will go into his hand and pierce it. Very powerful insult. Those men were very powerful with insulting people. He said, so is Pharaoh king of Egypt to all who rely on him. Listen, you will not rely on your natural advantages in the name of Jesus. Your confidence is not from those that you know. No, no. He thought that's what was happening here. But of course, all this while, the men of Ezekiah did not say anything. Ezekiah told them, don't answer him. He kept on shouting loud and insulting them. In verse um, 18, he said, don't let Ezekiah mislead you, saying the Lord will deliver us. He said, has any of the gods of the nations delivered his land from the hand of the kings of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Apad? Where are the gods of Sepharvim? Now he was comparing the God in heaven to all the false gods of the other people. He did not know that Samaria was backsliding. That's the northern kingdom. He said, and when have they delivered Samaria from my hand? Now what am I trying to say here? In simple terms, our God is not the common God. Amen. Where the confidence of other people fail, he will not fail. Did you hear what I said? That is a matter of fact. He will not fail. People sometimes, they think that because you have confidence, they want to get, this is how this man, sometimes they compare you to other Christians. This is how this man did that time. He failed. That's the problem with you Christians. Listen, that's Samaria. The other man, maybe he's Samaria. I don't know where his confidence was. My own confidence is in the God, the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this was what happened. We're going to how Ezekiah tackled the matter. Let's go down to verse 14. The Bible says, Then Ezekiah took the letters, because he wrote letters, of course. He said, Ezekiah took the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And he went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Ezekiah prayed to the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, who is enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God. You alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. 
Incline your ear, O God, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. And listen to all the words of Sennacherib. Who sent them to reproach the living God? Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have devastated all the countries and their lands. And they have cast their gods into the fire. For they were not gods, but the works of men's hands, wood and stone. So they have destroyed them. Now, O Lord our God, deliver us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, Lord, are God. I think it's a very simple prayer. I think it is straightforward. Yes, I know the economy has ruined other companies. I know the price of the dollar has caused many businesses to stall. I know because this is happening, many people have collapsed. But God, you know I said something during total faith. I'm not talking about total faith. Make sure that your faith is total. What do I mean? Trust in God in the time of peace. Then you can refer to it. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Yes, because many people, what happens is that they trusted in the arm of flesh in the time of peace. In the time of distress, they want to call upon God. That one, you need to repent first. No, there first must be repentance. God must first see the heart of repentance. We're not talking about that now. Why am I saying this? Other nations, other companies, other businesses, other ministries have collapsed and there are reasons. Sometimes that is what the devil is trying to use to scare people. Because I was saying something earlier about God speaking. Satan also speaks also. Satan also does not whisper to you. Many times you hear preachers, maybe you're listening to Kenegan, said, the devil said to me. And he said, the devil has not talked to me before. You know the truth? Also, the devil talks to people every time. He doesn't whisper often. You know how he talks? It's simple. He has one big TV station called Calamity News Network. Once you tune TV, he talks. I read an analysis today. <laughs> Somebody posted a speech that uh, Bill Osage, the chairman of Etisalat, a right, former chairman of UBA, one of the first things he said is that don't rely too much on statistics. He said they lie a lot. He said his worst, one of his greatest business mistakes in life was when he pulled out of the billing, of the bidding for GSM licenses. Initially, I don't know what many of you remember. He had, some, he had a consortium. He led one consortium that bid for GSM license. He said they had consultants ahead. These international consultants told them that the subscriber base in Nigeria is not likely to cross 20 million people. So they calculated it and said, <laughs> you want to laugh? That the, the fair price for the license is $265 million. So once the bidding hit 265 he stopped. He said, that's one of the worst business decisions of my life. Finally, the lines were released for $285. $20 million short. He said, now we know that the real value of those licenses was $800 million. Because they said, we won't cross 20 million subscribers. He said, right now we are over 100 million subscribers. He said, don't listen to statistics. They lie a lot. He said, when he wanted to buy UBA, then it was going for $15 million. People said it's a bad investment. He looked and said, it looks good. I think it's undervalued. He went to a South African bank and said, give me $8 million for 51%. 
They said it's a bad idea. It's a risky business. The same bank offered to buy UBA from him a few years later for $300 million. Hey, Satan talks so. That's what I'm trying to say. First time he talked him out of that investment. I still remember then. He said that no company doing business in Nigeria should pay, can make a profit paying $285 million. And Pascal Dozier said it's not about making money. It's that Nigeria too should have GSM. He was blessed for that statement. At 285, now his man is speaking. He said, we think that, licenses will have been, that the lines will have been fair. If they had sold the licenses for $800 million, the price would have been fair. But it was just 285. You're talking about devil talking? Oh, let me give you more economic gist. I hope you don't mind. Yeah, I know you're enjoying it. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> he said something that's very interesting. He said they talk about political risk in African businesses. Imagine economists. He said it is not worse than the technological risk in advanced countries. He said here, there's political risk. If you wait, if when you go to those advanced countries, they have what they call technological risk. You can start a big business today, and one Google will close it tomorrow. Where's Nokia? <laughs> Apple and Google, they close Nokia. Between iOS and Android Play Store. <laughs> At the end of this year, WhatsApp said they are no longer supporting BlackBerry. That if you want to continue to use WhatsApp, by the end of this year, go and buy another phone. <laughs> That's BlackBerry. This guy has a BlackBerry. No, he has an iPhone. <laughs> because the way the guy twists for a chair, I say, ah, half a. <laughs> the Lord is good. You know what I'm talking about? The devil. How he also talks. He comes to tell you stuff with statistics, fake statistics. Don't ever listen to him. How do I answer the devil? It is written. Prosperity will flow towards me like a river, and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. And Isaac sowed in that land, and in the same year he reaped a, a hundredfold. Those are the kind of words you speak. Listen, your business will not go down. Amen. These things are spiritually determined. Your business will not go down. Amen. The stories of Sennacherib, quoting what he did to these other gods, that's what Satan also quotes. He said, this man started a business, he went down. This man started a business, he went down. Listen, I like one thing Robert Kiyosaki said. He said, I've seen many poor men that never lost a dime, but I've never seen a rich man that didn't lose money. So David said, okay, what's my business? It went down. David said, uh-huh. a righteous man falls out many times. You have to start. It's only after seven businesses have died in your hands that I will know that you have a problem. Until he has crossed seven, you are still a righteous man. <laughs> Peter Daniel said, I think he did three or four that collapsed before he finally settled. Those are the testimonies you look to. Sinacherib said all of these things. Hezekiah collected the letter and laid it down before God. And said, Dear Lord, see you. They say I will not make it in this country. Dear Lord, see you. They say my business will have problems. Dear Lord, see you. Are you not the one I've trusted in? Please find a godly name to add to your business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something undangerous name like. Uh, Where's Rocker? His guy has one company called Not by Power Enterprises. <laughs> I'm not joking. Find one dangerous name. If, if not, the name will put an under. So people will know that it is the name of God. 
That's what we are using to do business. And listen, tackle all businesses with prayer. Stop using sense. Pray. Say, Lord, I'm about to start selling Gary. I know there's plenty Gary everywhere. But this one is good Gary. I package it where no sand. I graded it. Dear Lord, it will be a blessing. If your truck is always falling on the road, lay hands on the truck. Where is CVMS? You will hold the engine and say, Father, the maker of all engines, God that gave the wisdom to the engineer, Father, let me know what's wrong with this motor car. That is not a joke. I mean it really. Then start the car again. Suddenly your mind will go, Come, where's the alternator again? Let me check the contacts on that. So how did you know? He said, there is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty. Give them understanding. You're running your business like an average unbeliever. Why do you go to church? Better stay, stay at home. It's true. If you're going to be going to church regularly, you've come here this evening now, sweating away. I know you're sitting down, but you're sweating. It's a hot day. People are already gathering down there to drink half... half Triple filtered half lager. You are here sit, listening to me. Your business shouldn't be the same level. It shouldn't be the same operation. Amen. You should pray and say, ah, Father God, why is this thing not selling? We lay hands in the name of Jesus. Thou surround the righteous with favor as with a shield. You are getting my point. That is what Christianity is about. We get results with... Listen, Ezekiah went and laid the things down. Lord, they said things don't work in this country. But by your power, we will succeed. What happened? Let's read it. I'm watching my time. Verse 20 said, Now, O Lord, deliver us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, Lord, are God. Then God responded, verse 21. <laughs> said, Then Isaiah, the son of Amos... Sent word to Ezekiah saying, Thus says the Lord, because you have prayed to me. Did you hear what I said? What did he say there? Many things we don't pray about. God said, Because you have prayed to me about the problem of your life, this is the word that the Lord has spoken about that problem. She has despised you and mocked you. The virgin daughter of Zion. Because of time, I'm going to jump. He said, Whom have you reproached and blasphemed? He said, You have spoken heartily against the Holy One of Israel. I'm summarizing it now. He said, Have you not heard? Because after he bragged, God said, Forget you. It's not, it was not your power. He said, I was the one that did these things. I'm jumping because of my time, alright? He said, because, Verse 29. Because of your raging against me, and because your arrogance has come up to my ears, therefore I will put my hook in your nose and my bridle in your lips. I will turn you back by the way which you came. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come to this city, nor shoot an arrow there. He will not come near, he will not come before it with a shield. Verse 34 says, by the way he came, by the same way he will return. He will not come to this city, declares the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it. For my own sake, 
and for, this, for my servant David's sake. God is defending his word in your life. Somebody say amen. amen. Not just for your sake, because of the integrity of his word and because of what Jesus died for. This was the manifestation, verse 36. Then the angel of the Lord went out and struck 185,000 of the camp of Assyrians. And when men arose early in the morning, behold, all of these were dead. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and returned home and lived in Nineveh. And after that, his sons killed him. Now let me just stop here. Alright? Listen, if they tell you that God only does good things, don't believe it. Though. God does bad things. Though. You think it is a bad... You think 185 people die, you think it's a good thing for their family. That's 185,000 widows. Fatherless children created in 185,000 families. These are men who came to war. The only thing you should pray is that God should do the good thing on your side. That you shouldn't do the bad. <laughs> you, you are the one that will choose the side. People say God does not kill. They say a demon went to kill. Who killed? No, now why are you doing like you were not here? Who killed these people? Guard your sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty. And ride down prosperously because of truth. He said, and let your right hand do awesome things. God does awesome things. And not nice, nice things. God destroys people. Somebody will lose his position because he said, no, that your permit, you won't get it. You know what I said? I'm doing a business, you need a permit to move on. And one man decides that he's the Obuntarigi. The Agadak Bachiruzo that says you will not enter this place. Did I get it right? <laughs> Give me a title, I'm telling you. <laughs> Listen, you don't, need to, you don't need to curse him. Say, die, die. Let God handle him. You just go to prayer and say, dear Lord, this man says, except I give him 1.5 million. I don't have 1.5 million. One, I'm not in that sowing mood. I don't want to sow seed today. Say, Lord, please, I am asking you, the God of heaven, for my permit. Let me tell you one of the ways to help people. Go to that man and say, good morning, sir. Um, I just wanted to tell you, this night we shall be praying about your matter. (laughs) Give him the opportunity to repent. Don't be wicked. Say, sir. I was thinking about it. This is not right. I employ people. My business has to move on. My family has to feed. I have to do the work of God. You have made up your mind that you are the reason why we will not do it. No trouble. I just want you to know that tonight we will pray about this thing. Thank you, sir. But I swear by Almighty God, I won't give you a dime. But let me let you know something, sir. My business will not go down because of one human being. The Lord grants you peace. May he show you favor. At a go house. If that man doesn't call you, he doesn't love life. Listen, if he doesn't repent by the next day, don't pray for him again. That guy is going to die. Because there's something that God hates. People who, don't, who can stand to him and say, what will your God do? There are things God doesn't like. You stand up to me and say, what will my God do? I'll tell you, he will make you an example. That's what he will do. He will make you an example. You open your mouth and say, go and pray, what will happen? That's a way of telling me what my God do. 
I said, sir, I just wanted to give an opportunity. You know that the angel that killed 185,000, he never retired. <laughs> Let's close. What have I preached today? Brethren, pray about your problems. Go to the Lord simply in prayer and say it simple, simply the way it is. Pray in the name of Jesus and say, Lord, like Ezekiah did, see my matter. Let's bow down our heads. Say, Lord, thank you. Just say, Lord, thank you. Remember that song? He said, I've made you too small in my eyes. Lord, forgive me. Yeah, that's a very important prayer. Say, Lord, forgive me. I, 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 I haven't prayed about my problems. I've complained. There's a word of difference between praying and complaining. Say, Lord, oh, I repent. Say, Lord, I repent. I begin to give him thanks. Say, Father, thank you because you are my God and you are alive. You are there. You are on the throne. You are in charge. You are powerful. You are my shield. You are my defender. You are my deliverer. You are my helper. You are my supplier. You are my healer. Call him those names. Call him those names. Say, Lord, you are my healer. You are my healer. You are my healer. Medicine is not my healer. Human doctor is not my healer. The diet is not my healer. You, God, are my healer. I call you your proper name. You are my helper. You are my helper. You, Lord, are my helper. Let's give him thanks. Listen, we came here to learn to pray that this can continue this habit at home. Let's give him thanks. Say, Lord, we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let's rise to our feet. Well, our time is gone, so let's just quickly let's share the grace and then we are out of here. The Lord bless you indeed. Somebody say amen. amen. The Lord will arise as a help for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. He will supply all your needs in the name of Jesus. Amen. He will put peace upon your heart in the name of Jesus. Amen. Sometimes when you fall asleep in the midst of trouble, don't feel bad. So it doesn't mean you are not concerned. It just means that God has put peace upon you. That kind of peace that in the midst of trouble, you can hardly keep your eyes open. You just be falling asleep. Peace be with you in Jesus' name. Amen. In the midst of trouble, peace be with you in the name of Jesus. Amen. God will send his angels to deliver you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I declare to you again, no evil will befall you. Amen. And no plague will come near your dwelling place. Amen. God will send you help in the morning. Amen. He will send you help at noonday. Amen. He will send you help at night. Amen. At midnight, you will have help. Amen. In peace, you will lie down and sleep. Amen. For the Lord alone will cause you to dwell in safety. Amen. In the midst of trouble, you will have peace. Amen. Deliverance is coming to you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This week that we are in, today is Tuesday, right? Before, this, before Saturday is over, somebody here will see literally a miracle. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Ah, you will open your mouth like, what? Things like this can happen? Say, indeed, my God is alive. Please come and give me a testimony when it happens. Amen. That will be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, we give you thanks once again. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Let's share the grace.